What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All The Smoke. Stack, what's good, baby? Man, what's good, my brother? We ain't done one of these remotes in a minute, and I wish this one in particular wasn't a motherfucking remote. I wish we had this dude sitting right next to us because I just want to tell a little story real quick. So, hey, we, we getting set up uh, before the show, and all I hear is Cam's voice. I can't see him on the thing yet. And one of our uh, behind-the-scenes guys is trying to get him set up, and he said, you know, Cam, do you have any headphones you could put on? He said, yeah, but it's fucking up my fun sway. <laughs> and then as soon as he said that, he comes on the screen, and I see how fly he is. Like, this nigga's crazy. Let's get it. Yeah. So, man, welcome to the show, Cam Newton. Man, we appreciate your time, bro. My brother. Man, man what's good with it, fellas? You looking? First you off, look, man, hey, you, oh, go ahead. It's a long time coming, man. I bet yeah. old y'all this. So, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm I'm an open book. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. You, look, yeah, hey, you look clean, boy. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> That's that eight no, time. You know, like I told like I told Stack in the, in, the, in the warm-ups, man. It's just an open court layup day, man. It's easy. Let's man. get it. <laughs> Let's get it. I mean, I really don't get... We've been blessed to have some of the biggest and the best. Uh, I don't really get excited for interviews, but I was excited for this one because I kind of feel like I'm a football head and fan first and just watching your progression over your career and, and who you are as a person and who you're portrayed as in the media. I just like, we got to have this conversation because there's such a misconception of who I feel. And I don't even personally really know you. We didn't run across each other yeah. a couple of times. Y'all, you know, Jack well, but I just feel like there's a misconception of, of Cam Newton, the man, the father, the person, even the athlete, in my yeah. opinion. So we definitely going to get down to that today. I'll say less, man. I'm, I'm honored to even, you know what I'm saying, being you guys' presence. Y'all real OGs, you feel me? <laughs> and not OGs because of, of what y'all what y'all did on the court, but more so OGs that y'all can go anywhere and be good. And coming from where we come from, bro, that's mm -hmm. that's really the biggest thing. It ain't about setting records on, you know what I'm saying, in your field. It's about setting records for the, the lives that you impact. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've been 
from day one. And it ain't for everybody to know, you know, but if you know, you know. Right. Yeah. Straight up. Well, Cam, with the world, the last, man, year and a half going on two years now has been up and down. We've had the George Floyd situation. We've mm-hmm. had the police brutality. We had the pandemic. We played a little bit of sports in between. Where's Cam Newton at right now, first and foremost, which is most important mentally, but then how also, how is your body? Man, I think the the my mood for the rest of the year, and it should be for the rest of my life, is protecting my peace at all costs. Mm, talk to him. And, you know, being a father first, you know, being faith-based, being a business owner, and before all that, well, not before all that, right there in the middle, you know what I'm saying, at, at high priority, trying to be the best football player that I could possibly be, it's a lot of mental strain. And I'll be the first person to tell you, going to the psychiatric person, having a person to talk to wasn't in all cases our outlets. You know, as a black man, you just had to deal with it. Right. So me having my own C's now, and they coming of age, seeing how they're, you know, progressively coming into their own type of distinct personalities, it forces you to just kind of sit back and and and, and really put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I think now, you know, at 32 years old, you know, like you know, you never get to a point where you just figure out life. But knowing the journey that I'm on is just being at peace knowing that all you can do is all you can do, and all you mm. can do is enough. Mm. You said something right there. Um, I felt like at 31, as you said, you never really figure out life, but you feel like you're starting to get a better understanding. I felt like at 31, at that time, I was I had been through, you know, played well, been through some trouble off the court, going through a real public uh, split up, and then it led to divorce. Mm. But I really felt like at 31 – is when my wheels started turning. And you know how as an athlete, how the game starts to slow down. I felt like life started to slow down. And I seen shit yeah. coming so I could start dodging that shit a little quicker. At 31 mm-hmm. is, is kind of when I felt that. So I love to hear, you know, that's how you're, you're getting to it now. Because some motherfuckers never get it or they get it a too late and it's gone. So Oh, yeah, without a doubt. See, see, the thing is, for me, too, I always had an older brother. So... I always moved at a higher frequency than than my age was. See, and that's why I'm enjoying this conversation. And we ain't but three or four minutes in. But y'all old cats, y'all done seen the game. You know what I'm saying? Even when I was chopping it up with 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 Stack prior to you know years and years and years ago when he was with the Bobcats, <laughs> I would enjoy I would enjoy those type of talks because you know whether he knew it or not, he was putting me up on game, showing me how to move. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everything ain't supposed to be for Instagram and Twitter and things like that. Right. You know, what's, be- what's, what's better, to show it and not really have it or to do it and not really show people? Right. So, mm-hmm. Talk you to know, them. That's, that's, that, that's how I rock and roll. I remember yeah, the Bobcat spe- days. Hey, speaking of Charlotte, let me, let me say, speaking of Charlotte, man, this, this, this one I fell in love and I knew he was my brother, Matt. You know, when he came in, you know, it was nothing bigger than him. And me, when I, I was just starting to rap, he pulled up to my album release party, Matt. It was only about ten people there, but Cam Newton was in the building, and that's he was big. and he was right. But just the fact that he showed up, that's that, that that's that, that's when I knew he was one of us, bro. Because mm-hmm. it, it it wasn't it wasn't what he was doing; it was who he was that I that I fell in love with, man. And, and I always had respect for him, and that's how I always rolled for him since that day, bro. Because that meant a lot to, yeah. to see him to see him pull up on me and, and support me at that time. 
That's what's up. It means a lot. Yeah. You don't even realize that. You know what I mean? It's, it's the little things. And I mean, since we're telling stories, I first ran across them at the Kids' Choice Awards. And, the, you know, the twins <laughs> love football, too. And they seen Cam. And Cam was getting harassed and all this shit. This, this, and that. Everyone's grabbing. He was one foot already in the car. Yeah, and we I was said, in the parking deck. Yeah, you remember? I was like, Cam, let me get a picture of my boys. And he turned around and looked. He's like, oh, man, anything for y'all. And Cam and the fucking twins. <laughs> Absolutely. They yeah. couldn't stop talking about this motherfucker for like yeah. three days. We took a picture with Cam Newton, you know what he did. Yeah. And that shit just tickled him. And like I said, it's the little things that go a long way. And that's why I said to mm-hmm. begin, like, that's kind of, we haven't really ran across each other outside of that. But that's why just because, like, that little shit right there, you, you being a father, you know how much that means to your kids to make oh, do yeah. anything to make them happy. I was just like, yeah, I'm excited about this one. When Without they finally locked you in, I'm like, yo, we've been trying to get this nigga for a long time. <laughs> So let me let me go let me go to tell my story, right? So <laughs> you know this this always stat, right? This always stat, right? Right. So when I first moved, it, when I first got to Charlotte, we was on a lockout, right? Yeah. And this was when the the league was kind of flipped upside down, you know, NFL, PA, NFL, it going back and forth. We don't know if we're gonna have a season. So I had a lot of downtime. I remember moving to Charlotte like on a humbug because I had already had money from endorsements so I could, you know, get my, I wasn't waiting on no NFL check. When I was in Charlotte for that time and I had ran, I don't know how I ran into a stat, but we got into each other's information and he invited me to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Me, I I travel light. You feel me? It's probably me and a plus one at Mm -hmm. most. And, you know, I always kind of, I don't know who I, who I, been, but I always been comfortable in in environments that that's culture. You feel me? Mm-hmm. When I walk in, man, a foot man, dude got you know chef there, just just the family ambiance of like a cookout feel. You dig? <laughs> and I remember, you know, what I'm saying walking in, and everybody was just you know playing cards, doing all the little woo to woo, and just having an open conversation. And he was just dropping gems, then, bro, like boom, man. Do this, do that, do that, do this. When I've been in Charlotte XYZ years, da 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 da, and then boom, and then all I didn't even know he had a spot in Atlanta. So when we got to Atlanta, when I got to Atlanta, I pulled up on him then. You know what I'm saying? And then, but he didn't know I was just I was I was really peeping him how he moves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro, he took care of so many people and he had everybody ear. But the thing is this: it's a lot of dudes that you meet. And he got a lot of yes men and people got a lot of yes men around him. But even everybody around him knew what they were supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? It didn't matter if it was, if it was, it, it wasn't no rank. It wasn't, hey, bro, I need my car washed. All right, bro, I got that tomorrow. Hey, bro, man, I need gas in the car, man. We about to go out, man. Let me go and take care of that. It was just mm-hmm. folks just, I was like, man, I need that. I need that mm-hmm. behind the scenes, you know, perfection to make on the scenes you know, almost work yes. simultaneous. Make your yeah. job. And easy. so, man, man, real talk. So, you know, I was, I've been on, you know, Stack and, and, and his whole crew and it was just all love, you know what I mean? And he ain't never really, you know, did something or or, or, or make me kind of like, hold on, bro, like, you don't, you don't do that. Right. It, man, pull up <laughs> to me at the club, pull up to me here, pull up to me there. And I ain't too proud to say, man, I'm, I'm seeing everything. You know what I'm saying? How he move, how he, you know what I'm saying? When he go out, you know, does he want to be seen? Things like that. And a lot of people, they be so scared to even say that you a fan or I'm a fan of you or I'm learning from you. Right. You know, because a lot of dudes come into this game and they don't know how to move. They they Mm. get sloppy. 
you know, they don't got dudes to be like, bro, all right, wind down a little bit, bro. You, 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 you high right now. You drunk mm-hmm. right now. You know, yeah, you ain't driving. You know what I'm saying, bro? Your girl in here, bro, like, hey, whoop, 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 like the real shit that, you know, you need, a lot of you people, need. youngsters, a need lot that. of people ain't exactly. A lot of people don't even, they, mm-hmm. they, they too, they too professional, brand based. To, yeah. to say, man, hold on, dog. Like, nah, you yeah. too loud right now, bro. Man, put some cologne on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. like XYZ. It's a, lo- it, it's a lost art because, you know, me and Jack talk about this all the time. When we came in the league, the league was old, so we had our OGs. You know what I mean? We all mm-hmm. had our OGs. You know, I had C-Webb. Jack had his OG. So there was always someone to help you, just like you said, move and understand the game and peep game from. But we almost feel like right. sports as a whole, but particularly basketball, I'm not sure about But I'm sure football, too, it's a young man's game. The vets are mm-hmm. still just popping out their twenties. You know what I mean. So it's just like you don't oh, really yeah. get that that over the shoulder big brother love you need anymore. And that's why you see a lot of shit. And even when you get it, you still gonna fuck up like we did. But I'm just saying it it'll help you that's avoid true. some of the other shit as well. Experience is but the, the best thing teacher. is there you go. The thing is though, these kids. Well, I wouldn't say kids, man. These young cats, man. They come into the league and they get too prideful. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They don't even re- recognize, bro. How many years this is for you? Eight, right. nine, ten, eleven, right. fifteen, sixteen. Man, mm. bro, let's do dinner, bro. Hey, man, let's let's da 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 da. They so caught up into followers and bust downs and yeah. you know mm. things like that 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 don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? I would always tell dudes, I'm like, bro, if the shit get bigger than a rabbit, you got to kill the rabbit. I don't mm. care what it is. It could be a girl. Nice. It could be jewelry. It could be your side hustle. It could be family. It could be family. whatever. If that sh- if that shit get bigger than w- what you what you here to do, and that's to mm. win football games, win basketball games, be dialed in when you there. If you can't do both at one time, bro, you got to get off. rid of that distraction. You got mm-hmm. to because you got to understand what A is before you even get to B or C. Mm-hmm. Son of, of Jackie and Cecil Newton Sr. Pops played a little bit in the NFL. Yeah. Um, brother played in the league. It's, it's in your genes. Talk to me about your upbringing and what your household was like as a child. So for me, man, I was I was raised the right way. You know what I'm saying? I uh, grew up in a three-parent household. My mom, my dad, and my grandma. Mm-hmm. So the yo the ne- yes sirs and the no sirs and no ma'ams and the yes ma'ams that was that's still instilled in me today right. and uh grew up in the church pentecostal church you know what i'm saying so we was in church all day i'm a preacher's son so you know i was kind of sheltered growing up but all my friends came from battered households single parent homes you know what i'm saying section 8 and i gravitated to that you know what i mean and it was. It wasn't until I was in high school when it when it hit me that, bro, you kind of like that chosen person, because even yes. though you know, like being in certain situations where it's like, bro, the average dude won't even step into this type of party, this type of atmosphere. But right. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm man, I'm with the I'm with the bros, man, I'm with my partners, and I'm feel I feel so safe, you know what I'm saying? So you know that's how I kind of grew up, like. I I, I would I wouldn't be the person to be like man I grew up in a slum no no I grew up in a great household man and as I as I took on you know what what you may gain from the sport that's when I started learning like about that other side that the, the many different temptations that life has to offer you know what I'm saying so 
Yeah, you know, as far as being a business owner, you know, my brother runs my cigar lounge in in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm all about uh, enhancing, you know, my community in a positive way. I heard you guys, you know, got, you know, coaches, uh, y'all son's team. And I got an all-star football 707 team, man, that that's my way of giving back, um, you know, and, and, and really being the big bro to these fatherless kids. It's important. You know what I'm saying? And they don't, they don't necessarily, they, they, they see respect as weakness rather than as, as a power, you know what I mean? So, that's really that's really what I've been on, man, and 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 trying to maximize the person cam rather than the professional cam. And that's mm-hmm. that's really what it is. When did uh, again with, with with the lineage of it kind of being in your blood? When did football or or sports as a whole? Because I know you played everything growing up. When did yep. you find that love for sports? Man, it was early. I started playing football at the age of seven, and I just remember my dad, you know, putting our our pads on and you know I wanted to be everything my dad was mm. and still to this day my dad preached every single Sunday and the aura that he that he that he walks into the room you know you just know he's somebody you know mm. being an alpha male you feel me like being able to look a man in his eye and say you know what bro I fucked up bro matter of fact mm. I'm gonna give you my word I'm gonna give you this XYZ off my word. I ain't I ain't come from the from 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 the background where you gotta man shake on it, man, shake on it, shake on it. Right, if you right. give a person your word, that's what it is. And that's what I hold myself. If I say I'm stand on it, stand on it. Hell of high water, bro. Or be able to say when you made a mistake. So that's what it is. Shout out OG Cecil, man. Uh <laughs> who are you watching close to the NFL when you was growing up? Whew. Man, I'm from Atlanta, so you already know Michael Vick. Uh, <laughs> right. hey, I knew the answer to that. <laughs> like, real talk. Like, Michael Vick, and still is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he a person that paved the way for so many others, like me. You know, mm-hmm. can't forget about a Vince Young. Can't forget about Steve McNair, Donovan McNabb, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Aaron Dante Brooks, Cole, Dante, Dante Cole, Cole Pepper. Pepper. Rest in peace, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so... All them folks is 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 warm moon, you know what I mean? All them folks really gave me an opportunity, you know, to be me. So now when I'm looking at the Lamars, now when I'm looking at the Deshauns, now I'm looking at the Patrick Mahomes and the Russell mm-hmm. Wilsons and, you know, the Kyler Murrays and, and, and cats that's really out here doing it, man. It ain't no hate. There'll never be no hate, man. It's okay. just like, man, them boys is doing it. And they mm-hmm. making me better because the game is a young man's game. But right. you still got attributes that... You know, the the father time can only teach you by going through certain situations. Experience. So there it is. Yep. Go ahead, Jack. I, I, I consider Mike Vick as uh, the AI, Allen Iverson of the, uh, the NFL. That's how mm-hmm. I look at him. What AI, what AI showed us about how we can be and how we and we don't have to change to be who we are. All we got to do is to take care of our business and we still can be accepted. You know what I'm saying? I think Mike Vick is the same as the NFL version of AI to me. Describe mm-hmm. describe your uh, Describe your hoop background, though. Because, you know, we got to talk about this. You know, last so time, I, every, every, so. every time we talk about basketball, you, you know, claim you a uh, baby Braun and all this stuff. So. <laughs> baby Giannis, baby Giannis, but, you know. Oh, you baby Giannis now. You know what I mean? But, nah, nah. So, the uh, went to school in Atlanta by way of Westlake. And Westlake is a basketball school. Man, I probably can count on one hand. We probably lost what, three games my whole high school career? 
You know what mm. I'm saying? And one of the one of them games was a uh, was a state championship. We went 32 and 0 my junior year. That was my last complete season because I graduated early. My last complete season, uh, and uh, we lost in the state championship. So we went 32 and 1 that year, and got don't got nothing to show for it. But mm. what was your average? Yeah, man. What you average? Average? Yeah. What was your what was your what was your average? Come on, man. You know, about six points, you know, but I made them look <laughs> great, though. You feel me? <laughs> but we ain't talk about stats, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, we are. Yes. great, though. <laughs> hey, I made them look you... great, though. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm a competitor, bro. You know, we had, a, we had a really legit team. You know what I'm saying? So we got kids that was, had a guy, uh, um, 6'11", he went to Maryland. Another kid, another guy that was 6'7", went to Georgia. Uh, and we just had slashers, and then and then and in high school, if you got a slasher, some ball control guys that can get to the cup, oh mm-hmm. man, that's what that's what that's what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? But so you know, you I'm say- not about to be these dudes that be like, bro, I average thirty two, double double. Nah, bro, I knew I was going to play football, <laughs> nah, bro. bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is what it is. Like y'all can have this. I could play defense. You feel me? <laughs> but that's about so- it. Talk to us about. I mean, obviously, is you you played baseball as well, but you excelled in football. Um, mm-hmm. and, and talk to us what your high school experience was like in football. Man, it was everything. It was everything. I was one of them knucklehead kids. Man, we was having a conversation last last night with my production company, and just talking about high school. Like, bro, I don't know, like how I graduated early. I don't even know how I managed to get out of high school because I was just so immature, bro. You know what I mean? And I fit, I ain't believe fat meat was greasy, dog. <laughs> and I was always, I was always pushing everything to the limit. You know what I'm saying? Cam skipping school, going to McDonald's, going to Saxby's, just going, just in trouble, just the stupid stuff. But man, I had a great supporting cast of people who believed in me as teachers and people of power that, that just, thought the world of me to tell me, you know, what I needed to do and how I needed to move. And, it, it, you know, one thing about me in school, and I was talking to my daughter about this, it, it didn't matter what the subject was. It didn't matter what the, the 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 situation was. If the person that was teaching the subject was cool with me mm-hmm. and understood how to teach me, it could be, mm-hmm. it could have been hooked on phonics. It could have been Scientology, it could have anything. been science, it could it could have mm-hmm. been anything. But to be able to really understand and say, you know what, bro, this is how we're gonna do it. This is how I'm a teacher. And it's still like that, it's still in coaching, as y'all can know. You know, some of y'all best coaches, they probably didn't know, you know, the philosophical things about the game, but they got the most out you because they knew how relate to to, to, to to relate to you. Yep. And as as yep. a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, that's else. huge. I mean, that's what I say that is the most important thing. I mean, transferred into coaching now, it's not so much about X and O's. It's about relating because it's such a young man's game. you got to be able to relate to these younger kids, and, and particularly in basketball. That's why you're seeing some of these young former players now getting head coach uh, head coaching yeah. jobs, and they black. So it's just like they understand it, like you, that you got to be able to relate to these dudes. That's the most important thing. Can you, ca- can you captivate their mind and then take them Real where time. you're trying to get them to go? Now, let me ask y'all this, though. Do you think with, you know, I think uh, was about eight to twelve, uh, around that range of head coaches that, you know, that got head coaching jobs that that were minorities. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's the best move, you know, not necessarily for the culture, but you know, the best move for these organizations moving forward? Because it is at the end of the day, it still comes down to wins and losses. Do you think right. these coaches can win 
basketball games. I think it's dope with some of them because some of them have enough experience. You know, like Chauncey and J. Kidd, those guys are well-respected. So a lot of these players, especially players that I know of and the players like me, I take heed to what they're saying because they actually been in those walls. They actually know what it takes to, mm. to, to be great. So, you know, right. it, 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 it's different. But then you got coaches that, you know, minority coaches that are students of the game, you know, that, that can actually teach players. You know what I mean? So it's it, it, it's just good to see guys that's been around the game, that played the game, get a chance to lead these teams. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's important uh, just to have representation. Like you said, at the end of the day, it's about wins and losses, but you're never going to know unless you give them a try. The NBA has been known for recycling, and, and, and I, I say this with the utmost respect, old white coaches. They get recycled. Yeah. They go one way, burn it out, go to another place, burn it out, go somewhere mm -hmm. else, burn it out, and not really give black coaches opportunities. But in the past, when they did give black coaches opportunity, it would be on a really bad team, so you're already on Shit a short team. leash. You know what I mean? So now I think the tide is starting to change. And what I think is dope about it, too, is because you got to think they're not they're, in the past. There wasn't very many black head coaches, but there's always black assistants and then black assistants. Mm. Are the motherfuckers. You know, it's probably the same thing in football. Go talk to Ken. Right. He's tripping. Go talk to Stack. He's tripping. Right. You know what I mean, so like I right. said, that goes back to being be able to relate to the players. So when these people move a couple seats up to that head job, like Jack said, we got to understand and fill him out. But at the same time, I know I'm going to run through a wall for a motherfucker like that because he gets me and he's been mm -hmm, here. Right. So you're going to give it your all. So I think that's why, I mean, I think that's, it's great. I want to say there's 13 uh, black coaches now when they hired seven this season and uh, six were assistants. So like I said, it's yeah. just like they, they, they were the cool assistant coach. Now they're getting a chance to really show what they know. So I think yeah. that's dope. But you also got to understand, too, for these players that's coming out, man, they 19, 20. Babies. They kids. Babies. You know what I'm saying? So if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a franchise owner, I'm going to try to say, man, I'm about to draft a kid. He, ain't, he can't even go to a club legally. Right. You know what I'm saying? I need somebody that's going to be that father figure that tells him that can relate to him, knowing what kind of background he came from. Right. You know what I'm saying? To assign certain people to, to see like, hey, bro, you know, the dude that you hanging around with, bro, you know what I mean? Let me talk to him. You know what I mean? Let, 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 me, let me see if he got your best interest or not. Because, right. you know, if you get a guy, if you get a, 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 a culture guy to buy into you, bro, man, so that type of loyalty different. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and still still to this day, it's people, man, that didn't look like me that I owe, you know, everything and a bag of chips because they gave they gave me a chance. They said, right. look, look at this. Let me show you this. Let me put you up on this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I tell you this story. It's funny, man. One of my mentors, you know, Tim Jackson, and he was at Auburn with me and he took me to my first steakhouse. Right. And I just remember then, you know, a Caucasian guy coming into this time of my life where my trust was battered. You know, I had went to Florida. Things didn't work out there. I went to junior college. Things worked out there to put me to propel me back to that mainstream. And Tim was a person that I could talk to about life, not just football. And when he gained my trust, he protected me like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, damn, like. Usually we're we, we, like we're going through a times where it's like, man, racism is 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 every single day. But every every white person not racist. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every black dude ain't no gangster. Every dude with long hair, you know, what I'm saying in the grill. That don't mean that he's uneducated either. Right. You know, that's just where he's coming from. So I just I just remember, man, I was like a uh, like like a lion in a damn in the projects. 
You know, like, mm-hmm. damn, like, what the hell I supposed to get? He took me to Morton Steakhouse in L.A. <laughs> and uh, I was out there doing a Jay Leno show because I had just won the Heisman. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, man, I thought Longhorn was the premium steakhouse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like Red Lobster was like, man, when we went to Red Lobster as a family, man, it was some type of, man, my dad just got a promotion or something. You know what I mean? I didn't know. Man, I, you know, I was embarrassed. So he was like, man, I'll order for you, man. Let him get the wedge salad. Let him get the petite steak. And, and that was the first time I started seeing food come out a la carte. I'm like, man, yeah. let me get a yeah. side of I said, let me try the same macaroni. He's like, no, nah, sir, you know, it comes a la carte. Y'all can kind of share it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, well, I'll let y'all pick the size. You know, they what ain't teaching that and at Blend. You ain't learning that at Blend. Nah, they ain't teach me that in no Burnham, Texas. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Or, or they ain't teach me that at College Park either. So yeah, that's you know right. what I'm saying? I'm just a, a product of Atlanta, Georgia. That's just out here, just just country learning boy. as I go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, I'm, I'm while we talk about high school football, you know, you know, my brother. My brother Matt was a All-American uh, football player as oh, yeah, well. I'm, 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 I, football, yeah. I'm, I'm just pitching. I'm just pitching a Cam Newton pass to Matt for six. Man, that that would have been a nice look right there. It would have been over. Oh, that's easy money. It would have been over. Yeah, no. <laughs> size, that yeah. size. You know what I'm saying? Nah. It, can, it can move. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I killed my senior. I, I ran a four three nine. Had twenty eight touchdowns. Led the nation in four, touchdowns. Three, nine. First team All American. <laughs> yeah. I was I was recruited. I could have went anywhere for football. I just chose long, longevity basketball because I I I my senior sense. year I had turf toe and I had to get surgery going into college, so yeah. I knew I wasn't going to play football. I actually went out for football at UCLA. My going into my junior year and basketball staff kind of blackballed me on some bullshit. But no, that's why I said I I love football to death. So I couldn't imagine I had a little white quarterback that just threw it wherever I needed. But I couldn't imagine having a Check quarterback it. that could run because my favorite thing was blocking. I love to come back yeah. on them peel back blocks that they don't see me coming and just motherfucking clean they whistle. Ah, that's my favorite <laughs> shit. So that would have been fun. So very decorated high school career for you. Five-star recruit uh, coming out of high school. What led you to Florida, uh, which you were a part of the number one recruiting class in 2007? Oh, man. It, 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 why, you know, I remember sitting down in the... In the, in the uh, in the coach's office with Urban Meyer. And, you know, he had all the bells and whistles. I mean, this, we we coached Alex Smith, number one, you know, player selected. You know, we're at Florida now where we're doing big things. We just had the number one recruiting class and Percy Harvin, Brandon Spikes, Tim Tebow, Brandon James. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to follow it up with another, you know, we had – you know, this is really like a 30 for 30 on the low that I've been trying to work on for years. But, you know, our recruiting class may be the best. And I'm not just capping when I'm saying that. Come and say some names. The Pouncey Twins. Mm. You got Joe Hayden. You mm. got myself. You got Aaron Hernandez. Mm. You got um, Deontay Thompson. You got Major Wright. You got, Damn. you know, Carlos Dunlap. Um Shucks, man, we had so many, so many, but Chris Rainey, so many players, Ahmad Black, that was just, you seeing this talent every single day. And all we wanted to do was compete and play for championships. At that particular point in time, they had a thing in sports. It was like Sports Illustrated, like Title Town USA. And boy, it was like you at the US, that was when USC was still USC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Florida was like the the East Coast version of USC. It was like, bro, you come here, you already know the plan is three years and you out. Right. And 
shucks, I, I feel like that gave me the best ability. But, you know, uh, Tim Tebow is everything as advertised and some. And I just I could say that I set the bench behind a Heisman Trophy winner and probably arguably one of the best, if not the best, to some people's eyes, the best uh, college football player that ever, you know, laced it up. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Being the competitor you are, obviously you sitting back and learning, but how hard was it knowing that you could, you know, knowing your capabilities and what you're capable of, but just to sit back and have to take that. And then I think you guys won the championship that yeah. that year, right? Or the next year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that year. You so know, how, yeah, how how hard was that in the, uh, for the competitor in you? Yeah. So while I was at Florida, my first day on campus, really my second day on campus, they had won the uh, national championship. So r- right before I even took and enrolled in any classes, you know, they was already winning the championship. That was mm-hmm. Tim Tebow's freshman year. And then they followed it up with the basketball uh, championship. Yep, and yep. it was winning so many national championships softball and all that it was just like what where else you know what i'm saying so you know me seeing that every single day it kind of hit my hit my um 
you know, my mental, because it's like, bro, am I am I bad or am I not just playing? And it just takes a lot of life to 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 live through, because I was really hope I was in a situation where I I was hoping that not not uh, let me not be, be misquoted when I say this. I was in a situation where somebody had to get injured in order for me to play. Mm-hmm. And I would I hated that I hated right. that because I I know I had backups you know what I'm saying that was that that backed me up I wouldn't want them to think man I I want you know Cam to sprain his ankle so right. I can get the opportunity right. Right. I want everybody to shine you know what I'm saying so for me it was it it wasn't a good fit for me and even then we still had a five star recruit that was it it was myself we at one point at one point it was Tim Tebow myself I was a five star recruit coming out of uh, Atlanta. You had John Brantley, who was a five-star recruit out of Florida. He was uh, Gatorade Player of the Year, and then we had the number one uh, junior college quarterback. Uh, you know, at that time too. So it was like, bruh, it was talent galore. Yeah. So it's a lot. It just didn't work out. So I'm I'm fine with that. So you know, I I just went to junior college and you know had to really boss up and and ask myself, is this something that you really want to do? Mm. And you know, being alienated from my family. For a, a year, it really grew. Like I really grew into the man that I am today. Cause it like being by myself, I'm more comfortable now. Like when I was when I was a when I was a young jit running around Florida, man, we always ran in clicks. We all it was the 07 boys, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody was always gonna be with somebody, you know what I mean? Which wasn't a bad thing though. Mm-hmm. You know, but yet, you know, when you when you when you step away from that and you find your own peace, your own solitude and, and becoming the person that you are finding ways to get yourself going and, and, and motivating yourself, you know, that's what happened when I went to blend. So I, I, I really came down with, 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 with a whole nother culture from with the little Kiki, you yeah. know what I mean? Hold up, man. You did, you know, uh, uh, chopped up, not slopped up. You feel yeah. me? Whole, it was like, it was like I was going into a third world country, bro. I'm like, man, why y'all listening to all this slow music, man? And they got all these crazy old school Oldsmobiles and Cadillacs with these with the big, big ass elbows. Candy the elbows on the, oh my God, man. It was just a culture shock for me. But man, I loved it though. Man, there was some genuine people, man, that right. I got love for. Pray we would check, we would check out Preview. We'll go down and check out the Texas relays in Austin. Man, yeah. we would go in in, in the Houston. College Station, all that, man. So, you know, I'm very quick with with, with my Texas culture, man. And, uh, you know, that made me who I am. Did y'all go undefeated at, when you was at Blinn? In Juco, I lost one game on Halloween. Game, okay. Yeah, I never forget yeah. it. Never yeah. forget it. And, and then, you know, the thing is, when we lost that game, I ain't never, I still to this day, man, people just think about, you know, me sulking and, you know, being a sore loser. And thing. I ain't never been cool with losing. You know what I'm saying? Because I I won I won everywhere that I went. Going back to rec ball, you know, I just told you in high school, you know, we went to the state championship, you know, even in college, you know, when I was at Florida, man, we just winning, winning, winning. Then I go to junior college where we was undefeated at the time. We played Navarro Junior College and we lost on Halloween. And I ain't talked to nobody, no lie, for a whole week. They thought I was psych- <laughs> like, they thought I was crazy. Like, man, bro, what Cam at, bro? Cam in his room. Don't talk uh-huh. to me. And I told him, I was like, bro, I don't do good with, with losing. Mm-hmm. We played that team two weeks after that, just how the 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 dream, our season was over after that year. They, we played them in the first round of the playoffs, beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up winning in the national championship in junior college. Yeah, so, I remember that. You know, we was, we was, we was laced, man. We was laced. 
Um, I want to back up real quick because uh, you said an interesting name. Me being a huge football fan, obviously I was a fan of Aaron Hernandez, the player, and 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 how mm-hmm. physically dominant and just a dog he was on the field. Did him being a part of your recruiting class? Did you ever? What was he like as a person and as a teammate, and the energy he brought to that field every day? Man, Chico was a was a monster. But for everybody knowing Chico, they know like he's very goofy, outgoing. You know what I'm saying? Human being loving. So when when the situation happened with him, it was like, damn, like what, huh? Mm. You know. Yeah. But it, it it just goes to show you, like when you go into this next step of your life, I'm telling you all these things. But one thing that I'm not telling you, I was broke as hell, in 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 junior college, I was broke as hell in college, I was broke as hell in high school. You know what I'm saying? But now when you go to the league, when you got money. Oh, man, that's a whole different monster that take place. Yeah. You feel me? No, it's not even in your vocabulary. It's like, mm-hmm. let me get that chain. No, it's too mm-hmm. expensive. Man, please, how much it costs? 50000 quarter mil, 500000 mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay for it. I got you feel it, me? I, I want this car. Boom. No, you can't have that. It's out of your... Man, look, man, I'm paying whatever for it. You feel me? I got to be the mm-hmm. first one to have it. Mm-hmm. So, man, you know, I don't know the situation off top, but I could guarantee you it's just like, man, he, when, when you look at the situation and you kind of dissect it for what it is, it's just like, man, he just got with a bad with a bad group of guys that didn't tell him like, no, nah, bro, like we're not doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to condone you moving in, in this type of manner, bro. So it is what it is. Yeah. So you go to junior college. um, and then head off to Auburn, obviously with a chip on your shoulder. You know, you're back on the D1 circuit. Uh, that 2010 season could go down in history as arguably one of the greatest seasons uh, for anybody. You swept yeah. the awards. You won the Heisman. You win the national championship. Talk to me what that jump back into D1 was like after having to kind of almost humble yourself going to junior college, and yeah. then now you're back on the biggest stage again. See, it, it was worse for me mentally. Because I, I had a taste of what Division One right. football offered. Oof. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot of guys, they go straight from high school to junior college. So it's like a, a little step before right. the big step. See, it's almost like I took the biggest step and then missed the step and failed and then had to come back up. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew what the Nike sponsorships was. I knew what, you know, having your books already outside your, you know what I'm saying, study hall, going to study hall. You know, things like that. So, you know, I was almost like the OG in, in JUCO because I would be, you know, story time. You know, man, let me tell you what this was like. You know what I'm saying? Man, we played LSU, man. Da, right. da, da, da. Man, we played in front of 90,000, 100,000, da, 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 And like all my teammates were just like, man, for real? Man, how Tim Tebow was, man, how Percy Harvard was, da, 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 da. how Aaron Hernandez and all them folks. So, man, that, that got me through. But that mm-hmm. kept having that vision and having that dream was the main reason that propelled me back to where I needed to be with a with a with a with a refined mind too. Cause mm-hmm. if I would have had the starting that I did have at Auburn at Florida, I probably wouldn't even be in this position going into 11 years mm-hmm. in the NFL. That's real. Cause shit. I wouldn't have respected it. I, I I didn't know how to move. I ain't know how to just, you know what I'm saying, walk down the hill rather than run down the hill. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you know, my thing was just, man, I just you know, take it to I'm a I'ma bust my ass, I'ma work hard, and I'm I'm I'ma get everything that's owed to me. You feel me? Yeah. And that's how I, that's how I was rocking. Marquise Daines went to Auburn and uh and he brought me to a game when Cam mm. was there. And I mean, bro, 
that was the 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 excitement and the energy in that stadium, bro. Ain't nothing like was, it. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! It's it was nothing but like people. War Eagle, War Eagle, and that, and that big eagle bad. fly all War around. Eagle. That big eagle yeah. fly all around, man. I'm talking about the food was so good. I'm like, that was. <laughs> that's when I fell in love with college football. I can't lie. You know, what I'm would saying. Would you blow? I was super blowed there. You know, I was man, super, man, super blowed. I was super blowed there. Hey, but I, I, my, my cousin Marcus Spencer played at LSU, and I never got a chance to see him play. He won a national championship, but when that that time when I got a chance to go see Cam play at Auburn, bro, I fell in love with college football. It was nothing like it, bro. Nothing right, like man. it, man. So I tell you, man, hey, look, I'm man. So members of my production team, we got. Um, two members that that went to HBCUs. My brother went to well, two of my brothers went to HBC. My younger brother, he's at Auburn now, but he started at Howard, mm-hmm. right? And then go. Uh, my older brother went to uh, Tennessee State University, TSU. You know, not to be you know uh, uh, mentioned with the TSU Texas State, but yeah. Um, yeah, you know, telling everybody, bro, the passion that you get. From SEC vibe mm. college football, it's unmatched. I think the only thing that only thing that's comparable to it is playoff football in the NFL. Mm. You know, but that that man, we would see we would see you know the the campuses get packed on Wednesdays, and you know the vibe when you when you around like a special season. And I remember that season, bro, I, I just couldn't do no wrong. You know what I mean? It was just like, man, we was winning every game. We was, I don't know whether we was living right or God was just on our side that, <laughs> you know, that particular year because, you know, you will go to class and that's when my life was changing. You're like, I'm signing autographs. It was just like, man, how many touchdowns is Cam going to win? Well, however many he has. However many touchdowns he has, that's that's gonna be the point curve for the for the test. So it's like, God, Lee, like y'all putting pressure on me in class. Not only that, oh, you know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, seeing the, the the fans outpour, you know, at that point, you're not even no college athlete. You're not an amateur athlete no more. So it's kind of wow. dope to see that the NCAA passed that rule for the kids to start making money because you're not you're not viewed as an amateur no more. You know, right. what you do at these clubs, what you do at these restaurants, what you do at, you know, these different places is going to be held signs. up on ESPN. Man, you know, not glass. just your local news, you know what I'm saying? Right. And the money that they make on a given uh, Saturday for college football, man, come on. Now. Crazy, crazy. They don't, they, they, they don't even speak, they don't say hi, hello, or bye. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle, that's all it's like. You got it. War Eagle. Yeah. Jack, you got a little taste of it that one game, but there's nothing that, Cam, you could speak to just that energy around campus during the season. It's mm-hmm. just electric, you know, especially when you got a big oh, game yeah. coming up, bro. Like, you can't wait oh, yeah. to get out. I didn't even like going to class, but, you know, on big game weeks, I, I motherfucker, I'm class early just because the energy, the girls yeah. are out, the sun is out. Like, it's yeah. like you know what's going down. And then yeah. what tops football off is football. I mean, Jack, you know, our biggest crowd is 20,000, if that. These motherfuckers right. get 100,000 motherfucking people screaming that's like in I, the get, stadium. I get right that's and in the then stadium. outside you got a whole tailgate. another you right. got a whole another tell them hundreds of thousands outside, outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the yeah. latest thing for us it'd be like the the tiger walk the tiger Man, walk. i mean your yeah. ears is blaring it's just like folks can touch you they can scream they can holler they can root they can do all this it's pure and it's just pure man come on man like yeah. to, so for me and my for me and who i am today man that's what i be telling these kids 
that's 15, 16, and 17 that's in high school now. It's like the thing that I'm able to get through to them is like, bro, my heart is pure. I need nothing from you, nor do I want nothing from you. All I want you to do is do exactly what I'm doing when you get into my position. Mm, I, I done, I done reached, I done reached the tops. You know what I'm saying? I done seen do what better. college football has to offer. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, when these kids and and, and they living their lives, and you know, they the five star. Bro, I've been there, done that. You know what right. I'm saying? And got the soda and all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I done, I done seen the woman. I done seen, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the sponsorships and things like that. Those backroom meetings and this, that, and the third. Like I done did all that, bro. Let me show you how to move and maneuver. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because it, you know, you're going to look like the dumbass if you get caught. You feel me? Yeah, so yeah. man, that's, that's, that's how I'm able to kind of get through these kids and, and tell them like, look, bro, this is how you go about your situation. You know, these are the questions that you ask your coaches. Because in some way, shape, form, bro, to be honest with you, I wasn't even really supposed to go to Florida. Looking back at it because of, of, of Tebow's dominance. But, you know, my, my mental is like, man, I, I, I'm a competitor. I'm going to compete with anybody. It's just a little different when, you know, it's like, ah, oh, but that's Tim Tebow, bro. Like, it ain't nobody. Like, I wasn't <laughs> listening to none of that. You know what I mean? I would have went to a, a situation that I could have, you know, competed, whatever, but it all worked out though. It all worked out. Worked so out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at the situation. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned something interesting too, with the kind of success you had in college. Can you imagine having, being able to pay for your likeness back then? They said, oh boy, at Alabama is, is already copped oh, like a million dollars already in the motherfucking school season hasn't even started. Can you imagine what kind of money you would have been playing yeah. with? As an 18, 19-year-old in college. Bro, come on, man. Come on. This well, what? Man, come on. I can't even, I don't even want to even think about it. But I I'm Boy, glad what? I'm glad I did it though. Right. Because it's that like could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. Having, having, having ten thousand dollars to to splurge with in, in in college, let alone, you know what I'm saying. Fifty thousand or hundred thousand, you'd have turned up on them folks too crazy. Just all for the wrong reason, bro. In, in college, man, <laughs> my thing was, bro. I just need, I need decoration. We all know what decoration is. Yeah. I need a gaming system, a big yeah. ass TV, and snacks in my refrigerator full. That's all I needed in college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I stayed out of trouble. Uh, you feel yeah. me? I, 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 I invite some decoration over. Invite, invite teammates over, man. Move and maneuver like that, bro. And that was that was all I needed. And That's I would all, work yeah. out and train. You feel me? I wasn't trying to be on the scene like that. Still to this day, I ain't trying to be on the scene now. Right. You, feel I, you, me? Ain't, like, you ain't I, never been that. Yeah. You ain't never been that guy. Yeah, that's, nah, not, that's what I say. Nah. That's still that's still the vibe. That was my vibe in the league. That's, you know what I mean? Man, that to me, on, I, man. I, being in LA, you see a lot. Once you kind of get to understand, like all I need is everything you explain. A full mm-hmm. fridge, give me some weed, give me some women, give me the homies, Swah. some music, all some that. video games. All that. We good, man. Bro. I I, I tell I tell them folks, bro. I don't play no away games, bro. I play all home games. <laughs> Everything coming to me. I I can control it. I can control it how I need to control. Man, you right. we taking phones. We taking all that. And yeah. if I don't trust you, whoever you come by, that's who's responsible for yeah. you. Hey, bro, yeah. like that's your partner. Yeah. You, you, to do you get them before I get them, or I have yeah. somebody get them. You dig what I'm right. saying? And that's just the respect. So Straight you know, up. you know, having that type of mentality to keep you out of trouble. More so, man, you got to go over here. Somebody done stepped on your shoe. Now you got to feel obligated to you know go about respect. I don't even like none of that, bro. All you right, know, make a phone call. 
Uh-uh, wrong bro. energy. Uh-uh. Wrong energy. Nah, we ain't doing that, man. We ain't doing that. So, so all the hard work and the grind, uh, opportunity met preparation 2011. You're the number one pick for the Carolina Panthers. What's your mindset at that point? Winning. Man, I came off a high, bro. I came off a high outside for two years. You got to think, I only lost one game, and that was that mm-hmm. Navarro Junior College. So I was I was winning everything. I couldn't. I mean, I'm just like no look shots, everything, everything going in, <laughs> you know. And then I go, I get drafted by the Carolina Panthers. They was two and fourteen prior to you know me me coming, and I was I didn't know how to cope with losing. I'm like, damn, like my first game, you know, I threw for four twenty two, and that's a record. And I'm like, man, but we lost though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, fuck this, man. I came to win, bro. I came to win. So, you know, I ain't never really played this game for statistics or, or, or personal game, but it was it was just all about the grind and the journey about how can we, you know, synchronize 11 men to do the common goal. And that's to go out and play for each other. And you already know, I ain't I only had a number of guys that really had like that, that, that hood kind of dog vibe, like, bro, man, fuck these motherfuckers. We about to go mm-hmm. whoop their ass. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck who we, you know, you know, that mentality, you dig? Yep. But they got it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you already know if you go out on Friday, you're going to be there on Saturday on time. You know, you yep. ain't going to be one of these high-risk guys that's like, oh, my God, man, what stack at, man? What what mad at, man? What what can't? Now, I ain't never mm-hmm. been one of those dudes. I'm always have a good time. But if the shit got bigger than a rabbit, then I got to kill all that. You know, and I always had people that hold me accountable, even in the locker room that was just like, bro, come on now. You know what I'm saying? When coach asks certain questions, bro, you better be sharp and, and be in it, especially the position that I play. You know, I got to move a little bit more different because my competition, you know, ain't necessarily, you know, the Julios or the Odells. My competition is the Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? The cerebral guys that you know, where I feel comfortable in the settings of being at, they not, they're cringing. You know what I mean? They be like, no, no, uh-uh. You know, they 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 clinch their wallets or their purses. You feel me? But for me, it's just like, <laughs> no, nah, these my people. You right. know, so even, even that's still to this day, but that still keeps me, you know, kind of dialed in to being professional and knowing that, you know, what I am and what I represent. Because... You know, if you're not performing on Sundays, shit, you could be the realest motherfucker out there, but you're going to be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Mm. On the field or off the field? Whatever, you, whatever comes to mind. Uh, shit. The, well, the, the, rookie, the rookie party happened in the latter part of the season, but, but uh, the access... The access, it was like, you know, having all these celebrity crushes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you one party away from brushing shoulders at these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, man, I'm, from, yeah. I'm a dude from the <laughs> South, bro. I'm, you know what I mean? I don't know how to act, bro. You yeah. feel me? Like, you put me I, in a room with the with these, oh, I got to holler. I got to say something. I ain't never been a dude to bite my tongue. And then, you know what I mean? And and I already knew how to move and maneuver. So, man, I'm knocking down this, that, and the third. And ain't nobody easy. even knowing it. You it know what I mean? Easy. And I'm like, yeah. man, yeah. And they still don't know. And I don't want uh, them to know. You feel me? Under right? the radar. 
Yeah. You feel me? I'm like, man, I'm a roach in these streets, bro. I'm all I'm in the dark spots. <laughs> you feel me? But but you know they start whispering. Dude, they start whispering. Is that is that Cam over there? Uh-uh, it can't be. What are he doing in here? That ain't. He knew him. how to move. You know that, that's mean? all. That's all with knowing how to move, though. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. And Straight then up. man, I, I I be around so many dudes, man. Obviously, you guys know. It's some corny ass dudes out here, bro. Man, and they make it so easy. For, they make it oh, so man. easy for, for the, the real, real ones. ones. Come on, because it's like, bro, dudes don't even know how to get. They don't even got game no more. You know, they what I'm saying? Talk, you take, they don't know how to talk you, to women. You know, it's man, crazy. On, it's man. funny you said that because it makes it so easy for so a motherfucker easy. that really knows what he's doing to do what he does. So easy, and it's mm-hmm. it's almost like it's like you know when you when you step into a situation. And then they step into a situation. It's just like, bro, you take all the money away. You could take the Rolex. You could take the rings. You could take the hat. You I'm could still you be could good. put us all in the room with a I'm blue t-shirt and some blue jeans, and I'm gonna still stick out. Yeah, you know, because my right intellect can, and you know a lot of people are always, <laughs> you know, looking at the 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 outer source of it. It's like, man, Cam got long hair. You know, what I'm saying kind of rowdy a little bit. Da 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 da. But in retrospect, man, I, I'm I'm a glass of vino. You know what I'm saying? A stogie away from really setting a vibe that can't be matched. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, hey, I'm going to supply everything else. Hey, Come on now. Hey, you, you get the mind and the body will follow. You already know I what it so is. Well. Yes, hey, so well. Hey, I, I used to tell them all the time, it ain't what you got on, it's who got it on. Straight you, up. You, you dig what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't on hey, you. It ain't on it's you. In it's you. in you. Yeah, it's in it you. is yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that sounds like some Deion Sanders shit. Because I used to rock. Mm-hmm. I still to this day rock is just straight white tees doing whatever. Mm. You already know. Hey, so what was the transition? You spoke to it a little bit, but your transition from having a lifetime of winning coming to a team that obviously they pick you number one because they weren't a good team. So how was that? Mm-hmm. Trying to, as a young player, Heisman winner, top pick, did you follow veterans' leads? Was it your lead? How did you slowly but surely start changing the locker room and then start changing the mindset of making this, okay, we're about to be a winning team? Yeah, but it, it, it's a process. It's right. a process. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you you just got to believe in it. You got to believe in it. In, in, in it. And the uh, the front office people that they're gonna put the the right talent around you so that you can thrive. And just because it's talent, that doesn't mean that's that's the right pick. Right. And right. you you guys know, man. I think the the most overlooked thing in sports is is can certain people mesh with each other? Fit puzzle pieces. Because it's like you can have LeBron, Kobe, MJ. And whoever on the same team and on paper they supposed to win, but in the locker room they beefing. You know what I'm saying? It, it the 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 the, the chemistry's off, the harmony's no. off. No. So you know it's 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 guys in a in the front office that gotta believe in your talents and believe or have the the visual to put you in a situation that you're gonna thrive the most, man. And and it was just all a matter of time. You know, I was lucky enough to to come on a team that had the John Beasons, the Thomas Davises, the Jordan Grosses, the Steve Smiths, and, and guys like that. And it was a lot of dysfunctional things that was going on then too. Like, you know, they didn't know how to win. Hell, I didn't even know how to win, you know what I'm saying, going into NFL because that's a different type of game. You right. just can't, you just can't put your head down and just rah. We're gonna we gonna we're gonna bully ball you to death because the game is still all about adjustments, you know. So it's just learning how to maneuver 
uh, different type of of, of, of of different things, and in in essence, just trying to win football games. So your third season, twelve and four, you take your team to your first NFL playoff experience. Talk to us a little bit about that season, and then what it was like actually being in your first NFL playoffs. That wasn't that probably wasn't professionally. That wasn't my most talented team, but that was the best team that I was on to that day. We had mm-hmm. veterans. We had young guys that got it. We had middle of the road guys that was playing out of the wazoo because they understood their role. Mm. And it's just like everything else in life. It's like when you got a business, you know, you need guys that are great people to 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 run a business. You know, in order for you to thrive as a person, I, I touched on it earlier with, with with Jack and his crew. Like, you need great people to make you look good. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. even in a, in a even in a uh, in, in a um, in a team setting, you need great people to make your your talents thrive the most. You know, for me to be as as talented as I am, I would have been nothing if I didn't have the Steve Smiths or the Kelvin Benjamins or the Devin mm-hmm. Funches or the you know, the Philly Browns to be able to go out and catch it. And and Ted, who just recently retired, man, that's my dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Folks that yeah. that that really got it, man, and, and to make you look good. You could throw a spiral, a perfect, you know, dime, and it's dropped. Or you could throw a shit duck, and it's caught. Catch you know what I'm saying? Right. A touchdown is still a touchdown. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot of hands on deck, man, that that really comes into place, you know, when, it, when you're talking about putting a winning product out there. I remember this because, obviously, I'm a Niner fan. You guys go into that season. You know what your first playoff mm, experience like. You guys, mm, you know, fall to the mm, Niners, but mm, you, you're starting to see that work and that progress starting to pay off. You're there. You got a taste of it. Although you lost, it prepared you for what was coming after. Yeah, man, that was a great team. You know, I think uh, was Ted on that. Ted, you had Ted. Uh, you had Crabtree. You had Navarro, uh, Navarro Bowman, mm-hmm. Patrick Willis. Yeah, that defense, uh, Patrick Willis. Oh my goodness, man! That defense was was yep. was vicious. You know, mm-hmm. uh, shucks, they had uh, the Smith brothers at a uh, 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 D tackle. You had the other the other Smith. Um, the he got drafted my year. That's coming off the edge. You had a man. They had a powerhouse. But you know, you just live and you learn, man. You you know, you got to go about it, making adjustments, doing the proper things, and then with me going through with uh, witnessing it like a playoff vibe, you know, you realize like, oh, this shit a little different. Every snap is meaningful. There ain't no bad possessions mm-hmm. because that's what makes football. You know, mm-hmm. playoff football, playoff football. Yeah, and you know, uh, my bads. You know like, nah, my faults, my bads. You can keep mm-hmm. that shit. <laughs> you can keep <laughs> it. Up. So, two thousand fifteen. Uh, your magical MVP season, 15 and one, 35 t- touchdowns, 10 picks, uh, mm-hmm. 300, uh, 3,837 yards. Did you feel like that's when you finally started to click, uh, as a person mentally and as a player on the field? Yeah, I did. I did for multiple reasons, more than one, because if you go back to that season in training camp, um, we lost our number one receiver, and that was uh, Benji. He had tore his ACL. We had a joint practice with Miami, and he tore his ACL. And I just thought, oh, fuck, man. Like, you know, this was this was the guy that I took up under my wing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, first round pick, size, 6'5", you know, big monster, you know, dude. And we we related on so many different things. So when he, when he went down, it was almost like, damn, like, there go the season. 
But I remember that next day, Ricky Prohl was the uh, was a receiver coach. We had Jericho Cotter as a receiver, Philly Brown. We had uh, Joe Webb that was a tweener. We had uh, Ted was there. I mentioned Ted, uh, and they all we just all had a meeting. And it was like, man, all right, we already know who Benji is to you. You know what I'm saying? And we can't replace him. But what we can do, you can hold us to a standard that's that's going to get the job done. And for them to kind of highlight that before the season, everything else simultaneously worked out. You know, Greg had a, a big year for me, you know, being, you know, Mr. Reliable. And, you know, we just we just found ways to win games. And, and we also had help on the defensive side, you know, in my eyes, the greatest football player defensively that I even laid eyes on and Luke Keekley. Uh Thomas Davis was was the enforcer. GD. Uh man, we had it all. You start uh uh on the D line, KK. Uh then we we bought in veterans, uh Cortland Finnegan. We had uh Roman Harper, we had uh 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 Jared um uh Jared Allen. You know, so many different and Peanut Tillman. So we had a, a a great mixture of talent, veteran, young guys that know Josh Norman. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, you know the list goes on, man. So that was a perfect a perfect kind of combination of of guys that got it. And as the season kept going, we kept getting momentum. Okay, we find out oh, we three and zero. Oh man, we got something special. Now we find out we six and zero. Now we nine and zero. You know now. Everything is 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 really up. Well, I can't forget Charles Johnson too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the real OG who really was holding it down in the locker room for us, like and holding everybody to a standard. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know, if y'all boys go out, make sure y'all here getting treatment. You know, doing all the necessary things that y'all are supposed to do, and you need that, especially for teams now, because it, you know fan bases is right now. We want you to mm-hmm. win yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Ain't everything. No Everything is 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 still got to be a part of the process, and you just got to have guys that believe in it and and, and uh, you know see it through. Who were some of your closest teammates from that time that you rocked with on like on a daily basis? Oh man, you know TD, TD was a dude, bro. But the thing about me and TD, it was it was all the time. TD like was at practice. all our games. TD was at all our games too. Yeah, yeah, and, and TD man, shout out to TD. He retired too. Man, just being around him, he always held me to a standard everywhere. And pra- it wasn't a dull moment. Not a, not even in practice. You know, we was talking shit. We was doing it all. Like, brother, fuck you, fuck you too. Well, shit, all right, shit. That's how we rocking. And then as soon as you know, we break it down. You know what I'm saying, man? How how your wife, man? How the kids? Yeah, da 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 da. Right. It's just how it was. You know what I'm saying? And 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 people. And then also that year, that was when I had got to fighting with Josh. You know what I mean? But that's just yeah, how our yeah, team yeah, was. In yeah. in those lines. We we were so competitive. We were so competitive. And and you need that because practice is, is everything. We tried to make practice game like so by the time we got into the game, Dude, you know, it, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? But you know, a lot of folks look at me and they look at the aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? Back to the aesthetic and the feng shui, they think it's sweet. You feel me? <laughs> but, <laughs> bruh, make no That's mistake crazy. about it, bruh. Like, yeah. like look, man. Uh-huh. 
Got you know to. what I mean? I'm stamped and approved, man. But you know, for, don't for me, don't get it twisted. Don't get do it twisted. Not, this is not a pretzel, bro. This is not a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it, it's just all in the love of of of, of, of winning, man. And, and right. I want to win at all costs. So that run, uh, you guys beat the Cardinals in the first, uh second round, Seattle in the uh <clears throat> NFC title game. You face another tough-ass defense uh, in the Denver yep. Broncos. You guys lose 24-10 in the Super Bowl. What was your first taste of being in that Super Bowl like, especially coming off the season you came off of where you went in the MVP and, you know, yeah. you guys' record is what it is? Man, it was – I just remember, man, I was tired as fuck. Like, just tired. Like, mentally drained, coming off of that season. It was a long season. And then, like, just the stardom that came with being in a Super Bowl, going into, you know, different interviews, going into another interview, going into. So by the time you get to the game, it's just like, oh, my God, like, we we do got to play a football game, you know, Mm -hmm. and it not going the way that you that you wanted it and getting so scrutinized for it. It was just like, wow. okay, I see. I see how to maneuver. You know what I'm saying now? Um, but looking back at it, man, it was just a life lesson. I, I, yeah. I appreciate, you know, all the life lessons that I went through because it, it made me the man that I am right now. You know right. what I mean? Knowing that, you know, people have jobs to do. You know, I used to hate the media still, you know, in some way, shape, form still do because they right. don't tell you, they don't, they don't show the side of the person that you really are, that you genuinely are. Yeah. But, you know, they they got their favorites. But the thing that I respect about it is they got jobs to do. That's how they feed their family. You know what I'm saying? And when you start looking at it like that, you know, you just know, like, you got to be a professional. You got to be a pro. So mm-hmm. I think that was really the sign where I was like, man, you know, you just can't have the good without the bad. But more or less, like, being a man about it. Like, looking at lying eyeball to eyeball and saying, look, dog, look, this is what it is. I failed. I'm coming back stronger. And, you know, life is not necessarily about wins and losses, but more or less how you deal with those wins and losses Mm. and and keep moving forward. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The ability to handle adversity. You know, obviously it's been well documented, you know, your post-game interview with the situation, but it's just interesting to hear, you know, you step back. Obviously you came back, you know, a few days later after the initial interview and kind of cleaned it up, but I feel you because... It's never really about showing who you are as a person. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's about their lane and what they're trying to get out of it. And I think that's why, you know, Jack and I have been successful. Like we touched on at the beginning of the show, it's, it's never, there's no, you know, there's no preconceived notion of what we're trying to get out of you or any kind of clickbait. Yeah. Like we want to have that conversation. Yeah. And unfortunately on, on a certain level, that's all their job is. If there's if there's a little mm-hmm. bit of blood in the water, let's tear that hole all the way open and like, see, real and, talk. And see but what I we can do with it. But, I was going into it with a different mentality, bro. I was I was angry in those meetings. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I felt like, you know, I kind of brought that hood, you know what I'm saying, inside that college right. park side. They be like, bro, stop fucking trying me, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you right. really want to say, but you Good can't really say it like bro. that. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dog. Like, yeah. but when they ask you questions like, Cam, why did you fail in the Super Bowl? It's just, man, keep it, keep it professional, man. Listen, man, you know, yeah. the better team won. And, you know, we'll look our chops and just come back better next year. You see, you know, but not going through that, you know, you just on this high all year. You know, you dabbing on folks, everybody making a mic. This was we was we was celebrating before celebrating was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, you know, me having the, the influence that I did have, bro, it was just like, I don't know. I was on a high. So, you know, when 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 somebody took the stupa out, out from up under me. It was like, damn, now what you do? And, you know, did I handle it the best way I know how? Mm, no, but I'm human. You and I'm that. able to say that now. It's just like, bro, it is what it is, dog. Mm-hmm. I learned from it. I made my mistakes. But, you know, now having children, now having, you know, the younger generation look to me, you know what I'm saying, for answers, it's like you're able to relate to them because everything, my whole transition to who I am, bro, it, I, I didn't have a silver spoon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I made I'm, I'm a self-made person with a lot of help with a lot of people. And when you learn that, you'll be good. I knew it was tough. Like I said, I was there when you first came out there. And to be the face of a franchise as, as big as you was, bro, the highs and lows, I was dealing with that. Like I said, because I was there and I seen it. But, you know, going being, being at the top and then going through the ups and downs, talk, mm-hmm. to, talk to me about that a little bit. Like how dealing with that. Man, going to Charlotte, which was a very conservative city. You know, it wasn't a big market. It was it was perfect for me because 
it was close enough to Atlanta for me to get back if I had any emergencies, but further enough for somebody to have to call to before they come. You know what I mean? And they couldn't just pull up. You know, you can't just do that. No, nah, uh-uh. You know, you got to call and be like, hey, bro, I'm about to pull up on you. Hold on, dog. It ain't the, it ain't the right time or whatever. <laughs> but Charlotte was great to me. Charlotte was great to me. It was it, it was for me to, I grew up into a, a, a grown man then. And seeing where it is now today, and for me to have my 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 footprint or my legacy, you know, in the 704, man, is something that I never forget, you know what I'm saying, for the rest of my life. They opened, they welcomed me with open arms, allowed me to be myself. And that's the only thing that you can ask for, for people. You know what I'm saying? I know I was just this this black dude, you know, that has this big personality. And, you know, we don't know what to expect. You know, but I can honestly say, you know, for me and my, my, my pop would always tell me, he's like, man, you repay people by, you know, doing right by the people who are living vicariously through you and make mm-hmm. sure that if you can't play this game no more, it's because you just sorry as hell. It's not because you don't <laughs> slap somebody. It ain't because you drunk driving. It ain't because, you know, you made a stupid mistake that you got to, you know, have an open apology about, you know, it's because you just you're not good no more, son. You know what I'm saying? And I just received that. And I can honestly say I ain't never got in trouble and I'm knocking on wood saying it. But, you know, but that's just a testament to the people that I have hanging around me. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, that's I just know my time in Charlotte was just A-OK, dog. And, you know, it was some memories that I take to my grave of of, of just the happiness, you know, being able mm-hmm. to put smiles on so many different people's faces to give people hope, you know, because because the Panthers never really was a contender. You know right. what I'm saying? And and to to have the help of the Thomas Davises, the Lukes, the Ryan Khalils, you know, the Trey Turners, the the Michael Ors, you know, the Greg Olsons, you know, the guys, Jonathan Stewart, you know, those guys who really, you know, embody, you know, team. And I was just the recipient of of a, of a lot of attention, some of it undue attention because we was just winning. During this span of yours, uh, I think the world saw, but you you started speaking to it. The referees were almost allowing open season on you, whether it's low shots, shots at your knees, shots at your heads. You weren't getting yeah. any calls. How yeah. frustrating was that to you? I mean, one ref even told you wasn't old enough to get a call. Like, like I didn't know yeah. age Man. had to do with anything. I lost it. Talk, talk <laughs> to us about how frustrating that was and how you had to express it, but still understand I can't go too deep off the end because these motherfuckers are still blowing whistles yeah, for and yeah. against me. But you you have to understand, too, just like you said about Michael Vick. You know, when I first came into the league, they've, they've seen a, a dual-threat quarterback, but they didn't necessarily see a dual-threat quarterback that that's comfortable with running anywhere, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and being the hammer and not necessarily the nail. Right. So now when I get when I give myself up to and almost to, to to be protected, that was kind of like an iffy thing. It's like, well, it's almost felt like the shack rule. It's like, well, mm. the hacker shack. Like when we touch him, it don't impact him the same as if we really, you know what I'm saying, touch him the right way. So it took some time, you know, but you know, it's still a it's still a it's still a process. You know, when I first when I first started recognizing those things, it was just like, damn, like, well, if I was this person, I would have got that call, you know, and, and it's not necessarily about lineage or, or or tenure. It's just about making, you know, the right call. But, Pan you know, foul. you live, you you learn, you learn from it. And, you know, it, it just is what it is. Thoughts on <clears throat> this police brutality and the mm. knee that Cap took 
in 17 and what that meant to you uh, as a black man, as a black quarterback, as a black father, as a black business owner um, in America? Man, it's, it's tough because, you know, when you have these conversations with your kids, hmm. they're oblivious to, to the on. talks. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like it's crazy to, 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 to think that, man, my kids, they, it's like if I pull up to a light and a police pulls up to the light, nobody says nothing in the car, you know, because they're afraid. You know, they hear about it. They hear about the George Floyd. And I know the impact that you had stacking my hat goes off to you, you know. But in all cases, this is not nothing new. Right. You know, we just got right. the technology to expose what's happening now. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? To hold people accountable for, you know, the situations that 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 take place. And, you know, it's very disgusting to, to even think about or even talk about. But it needs to it needs to happen because I don't think I don't think racism is the key to the hatred i really think that it's the the not being familiar with cultures yeah. is the reason the la- because the lack they, of understanding the lack of understanding you fear and, what and you don't talk, know man it's almost like we just talked about it in coaching you know if you don't know how to coach this kid that's 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 from compton this kid that's from you know Bowen homes this kid that's from atlanta georgia louisiana miami you know what i'm saying houston texas you know fourth war fifth war you know what i mean it's it's, it's really rough and yeah. it's not going to ever get through to them of how to communicate with that person you know what i'm saying so you know, it's it, that's really what the issue is, is understanding what or how to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you say, shut up, fool, to some people, it's not going to hit the same. Right. But, you know, you say, shut up, fool, to certain people, like, man, this shit, that's fighting words. Man. I don't give a fuck. If you the damn mayor, I don't care if you was a police officer. I don't care if you my teacher. You know what I'm saying? You don't talk to me like that. And it's just all about respect. So, and I, it's not a one-way street either. And I say that, you know, from the white man's perspective, trying to cope with the, 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 the black culture. But it's also the responsibility of the black culture to understand white culture, too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm a big opponent of, 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 of you know, becoming aware of, of, of what history is and also what your surroundings is. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not able to, to, to quote a country music lyric or 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 uh, uh, contemporary music like bro you got to be sheltered and i spoke on it on my on, on my social media you know just to be cultured bro on all fronts you know what i'm saying uh from chinese americans to asian americans to caucasian americans to african americans wow. to uh, uh hispanic americans everything everything so mm-hmm. you know don't just judge a book by you know what they look like just be intrigued enough or you know curious enough to find out about them Everything is just a conversation. A lot, a lot, a lot of people, they speak to to be heard, but they don't worry. They don't want to listen. They just want to get their mm. point across. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. and and what I understood was, you know, just like you said, uh, well, one of my my best friend, you wouldn't know nothing about me if it wasn't for a Jewish kid named Josh Pasner, who is now now the head coach at Georgia Tech. And everything mm. is just a conversation. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times people don't want to just have a conversation. That's how you get understanding. You know what I'm saying? By being able to, li- to listen to somebody, but also be able to give your point of view. And uh, that's that's a lot of problems with this world. And we, we, like you said, we talk about the cops and all that, but we got a high chance of getting killed by our own kind. Mm. And that's the conversation yes, people right. that's the conversation people don't want to have. You know what I mean? So, you know what I'm saying? I'm always I'm always a realist. And I think I think that's why I get a lot of respect because I know 
you know, I, I'm, I'm real with everything I say and I know what's really going on out here. And, uh, and I try to address all those things without being judgmental to any race. Your God gift ability, obviously you worked your ass off to be able to run and jump and throw and do what you've been able to do, but it's always been effortless. The way you would sling the ball down the field, the way you would run 30 yards and then skate out of bounds when needed. You start getting injured in 17, mm. you have a shoulder surgery, then you have a foot surgery. What was that like for the first time in your career where it's like, you know, I mean, your nickname was Superman, Super Cam. What yeah. was it like going through these injuries uh, mentally, but then still having to play physically when you're not really yourself? Man, bro, it's, it's I mean, y'all know, bro, as an athlete, you're never really 100%. You know? And that's a, that's a section in its own self, you feel me? But, you know, for me, man, that's when doubt starts to creep in. And... You know, for me, this year was the first year I ain't never really had surgery. And I'm and I'm blessed to say that. Even coming off last year, I had a foot procedure, you know, that 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 kind of took me aback. But, you know, to be able to be healthy, it's like, man, I done went through every type of emotion as an athlete. Oh my God, dog. Like <laughs> damn, you know, being the face of a of a franchise, you know what I'm saying? Knocking the sports world off of their feet, you know, and, and also being a, a batter, a, a batter, you know, lion in the in, in the jungle. I'm going through all that. And I went through going, still going through, you know, saying the stuff like that. And I just embrace it all, bro, because you know, there's no teacher like life, you know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm going through it and and welcoming it with open arms. At some point you gotta you gotta learn, you know, especially as athletes, we learn how to enjoy the good times just as much as we go enjoy the bad times. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that and that and that's what get us through and that's what make us so tough too. Because we because we've been through so much experience has always been the best teacher. And and you and you've been through a lot, bro, and and, and to see you know, like I said, for me being there from the beginning of the season to seeing what you went through to make it to the Super Bowl, to the injury and all that, and to see how you just blossomed today, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I take my hats off to you because, like I said, I know you, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people that was going through that that didn't come out of it, Cam. You know folded. what I'm saying? They, 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 they know where to be found. They folded, bro. So to, to see you come out of that, I got to salute you. But I, like I said, I already knew you was built for it. Yeah, bro. Man, it's just it's so much, man, that athletes kind of go through and – it's like an unspoken word. You away from your family, you away from your kids, you just the sacrifices that you make. I don't have the luxury to, to take my kids to daycare. I don't have the luxury to, to to eat with my children face to face. You know, in a timely manner, where it's just like, all right, what are we gonna do in the morning? You know, the next time I come back home, it's just gonna be probably for a couple of hours, about twenty four hours, and be ready to get back somewhere else. You know, so, mm -hmm. you know, while I have that 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 chance, man, I got to make the most of it. But at the same time, you just gotta compartmentalize your life and, you know, live with it. You know, so. You know, and y'all, y'all play 82 games. When, you know, whether y'all go 82 and 0 or 0 and 82, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It just is what it is. So, you know, for us, the sacrifices that you make from waking up at 5 a.m., going to bed at 11 p.m., to get right back up and doing all over again, you know, making sure that you put the right things into your body, making sure that you got the right people around you that keep you fresh, and making sure that you're taking care of your body, making sure that you're in the right state, uh, frame of mind and, and everything. It's so many underlying things that makes an athlete an athlete that man we don't even got a lot of time to even mention it let alone right. you know to live through it so 2019 um 
after coming into the league, the number one pick in 2011, growing up, becoming a man as a Panther, how tough was it um, when they decided to release you at 19? What was your thoughts on the process and how it all ended considering you gave everything you absolutely had to that franchise? Yeah, it, it was tough. It's still tough. It's still tough. But when, when you see a difference in ownership, when you see a difference in head coaching, when you see a difference in management, you know, it's 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 only a matter of time, bro. You could be you could be optimistic all you want, but you know what I'm saying sooner or later that that hack's gonna come on you. So, you know, man, the city of Charlotte has been good to me, and my loyalty will always be there. You know, but at the end of the day, man, it's still a business, and right. the day you get drafted, the next day they they're looking for your replacement. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not getting the job done, bro, it, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. Joining the Patriots. I mean, you know, going going into the organization, you know, you know, you know what it was like. Tom mm-hmm. Brady championship organization dealing with one of the, 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 the GOAT, Bill Belichick. You know, what was that like going there? Like, what were you thinking? Man, it was it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything is that that's advertised, you know. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick is you know, the coach that you would expect him to be. You know, you got an opportunity to play with Popovich. Yeah. So, you know, you know what, why certain coaches are who they are because of of the morals that they have and, and the mm-hmm. coaches that they got up under them. You know, Josh McDaniels is a person, man, that I got in high regard. You know, even the players, like, they, they, they know how to move and maneuver. Mm-hmm. So when I came on board, man, it was just almost like, I want to say a culture shock because I was always used to working, you know, being a black quarterback, you don't necessarily always get labeled as, you know, a person that's going to work extra hours or doing certain things just because that's what the that's what the stigma is. But that doesn't mean that you're you're not well and capable of doing certain things. Uh, but yet that experience, I'm still living in it. It, it. it was something that, you know, I embraced because it wasn't it, it wasn't something that I was new to. You know, these these, you know, the people in in uh, New England, man, are they used to championships. Right. And whatever league, you can go to NHL, MLB, NBA, yeah. NFL, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 MLS, <laughs> you know, they used to winning championships. So everything is competition. And I would not have wanted it any other way. Yeah, that's that's one of the first things I, I saw when you when you got to New England. That's the first thing Bill Belichick said. He's like, what I what I love about Cam, he's the first one that he's the first one here and the last one to leave, and and, mm-hmm. and that goes to testing what you said. They they didn't understand how hard you worked and how and how you led the team, but for Bill Belichick to say that, you know, that's that's an ultimate compliment compliment coming yeah. from him. Yeah, like for for real, bro. Like, man, I've been battle tested for so many different, you know, ways of life, and not only professional. So, man, I got OGs, man, that kind of put me up on game to show, like, bro, man, you got to do this. You got to do that. You ain't, you ain't, you don't have the luxury to move like we move because you're a quarterback. And I understood that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, how I, how I move still to this day, it's always cognizant of, 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 you know, what the brand is, what I'm supposed to, like, what is that person that's on the other side of the room thinking, you know, about what I'm doing, you know, because perception is reality, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, for me, man, I'm I'm always in tune to you know what I need to do and what has to be done. You in you you in a special fraternity of black quarterbacks, and it's continued to grow. 
uh, Doug Williams, Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, mm -hmm. Michael Vick, Steve McNabb, Donovan McNabb, Dante Culpepper. How does how does it feel being in that being in the, in, uh, in the talks with those great quarterbacks? It's still it's still like wowing, but now you know I came into the league where Michael Vick was still there, Donovan McNabb was still there, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, the white quarterback is the minority quarterback mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy. And, and that's, just, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you're not able to, 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 to be athletic, you know, even, even, the, even the guys that when you look at like a Ryan Tanner Hill, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. he's, at, he's athletic. You know what I'm saying? The Tua Tongabaloa, like yeah. he's athletic, you know. Uh, shucks, Brady is athletic. Aaron Rodgers been athletic. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those those just drop back and throw it. Josh Allen, you know, those guys yeah. are real, are real like, you know, mechanics of making the play and extending the plays. And that's what this this game is turning to. And as a quarterback, yeah. you can run 40 yards. You got to come back and know the play, know where the play you know, going everything. and all that too. You still got to be everything. mentally intact. Slide, yeah. slide the protection, slide the know who the mic call yeah. is, knowing yeah. what the defense is, is trying to roll to, knowing where your hot is, knowing where your outlet is, you know, making sure, and heaven forbid, somebody done lined up wrong, you got to be able to, you know, hey, dog, dog, you got to come over here, you yeah. know, in all of 40 seconds, you know what I'm saying? So, Man, I, I, you know, hey, I remember when Clay Matthews, you, you at the line, Clay Matthews called out the plate. You're like, oh, you been, you been watching film, huh? Well, watch this, watch this, I got something for you. And you, and you, and you throw the uh, touchdown to McCaffrey, I'm like, that's how you know they were studying. You're like, okay, you studying, but I'm studying a little harder than you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, counter. so, I mean, that's that's like, you know, we we as and I don't want to say it like that, but I just keep it a book. You know, being a athletic quarterback, you don't always get your just due by being a cerebral player. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? They just expect you to just right. go out there and oh. be a battering ram and say, you know, you can run faster, you're bigger than everybody, so that's been your outlet. But you don't get to the uh, the professional level by just being one dimensional, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, having 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 people to 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 put you in 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 the mental work that you're gonna need to get prepared for Sunday's performances is is extremely pivotal. Now pivoting into something a little more fun, where did your fashion and your expression come from? I read something that you're not buying the name brands no more. You're gonna start. Mm -mm. Recycling everything in the closet, giving it a, a third or, or a fourth spin for once. But where did where did all that fashion? Yeah. That, you know, ATL. The, the, that fun, the, that fun you know sway, the, 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 the headphones would have <laughs> fucked up. Where did all that come from? Man, look, dog. Look, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, bro. Like we're all the like in my in my eyes. If it if you know Jay Z said if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. If mm -hmm. it pop in Atlanta, it's gonna pop anywhere. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So. You know, with me buying high fashion and me, you know, kind of stepping back from that, you know, it, it 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 makes you open up your creativity a little bit more. You know, I never was a mannequin dresser. You know right. what I mean? I was going to put this with that, that with this, you know, add the, you know, bambushka, add the, you know, the ribbon or the feather or, you know, the hat, the fedora. And and that being a way to express myself with how I'm feeling in that particular point in the day. And anybody who knows me know, like I dress up every single day. 
every single day. It ain't it ain't a day that goes by if I'm stepping out of my house that I'm not dressed to the nines. And that's mm. just the mentality that I've always had. I grew up in the church where, you know, like I said, with my grandmother, my mother, as well as my father, like, it, you know, even though the Bible says come as you are, I didn't have that luxury to just wear gym shorts and some 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 flip-flops, you know what I'm saying, the church. We had to iron our slacks, wear socks, polish our shoes, uh, know how to tie a tie, know how to tie a bow tie, those different things, those key essentials in life. So, you know, on Sundays, get up, you know, that y'all may see as like, you know, whatever, that's just my everyday life because I'm comfortable, you know, wearing different type of fabrics. And now as you kind of dive into creating brands and creating different things or different aesthetics that you want to put your name on, it's easy because you've always been having this artistic mind to say, right. all right, well, you wear your shirt like that. Let me see how I can wear this a different type of way. And this all season, me trying to dive into, you know, really kind of, you know, the fashion world and anybody who's willing to teach me, you know, how to create something, because that's what it's all about. You know, I'm always enchanted by like the Louis Vuittons and the Gucci's and, and the Yeezy. My hat goes off to Kanye West because, mm-hmm. man, he, he he's the culture. He's the vibe. You know, I was mm-hmm. looking at an article yesterday where we really had a topic of discussion of him wearing the Nike socks. Right. With some Adidas shoes. And it's like, man, what? Man, folks been doing that for years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> We're really talking about this as something that, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the it thing now. But yet, you know, we don't know. We don't give ourselves enough credit for, right. you know, people biting off our style. Oh, you know, man, the whole, man, the we whole the needle slang, and everything. everything. I swear we do. I swear we do. So Everything. for me, man, being able to express myself with, with clothing and fabric is is something that just that's just my niche. You know what I mean? And and I wanna I wanna be able to give a person, you know, a, a different outlook on things where it's like I'm not the urban dresser. I don't necessarily look down on people who, you know, who wear the Virgil blues, the off whites. You know what I'm saying? The things like that, to stand in line to wear the Jordans and things like that. But, you know, that's not me. I'm going to wear the, the slacks, the the shirt, the details of everything from the, the lapel pin to the pocket square to, you know, making sure my cufflinks are, are, are showing just as much as it's supposed to show and things like that. So me looking at life, you know, through a 32-year-old lens, you know, I always looked at guys that were more older than me. You know, that lived in the 80s and the 70s and the, and, and the 90s that the really real was players. like when, when they stepped, where they stepped the, <laughs> the right way. They smell, they smell good. You know what I'm saying? They nails foul. You know what I mean? Like they they right. really they really pulling up with some pressure. So, hey, you know yeah. what I mean? Hey, my, know, dad, those, those my, da- my, my dad is in his 60s and he still got these nasty ass little black boot with a little heel on the back. I'm like, dad. Them shits went out 30 motherfucking years ago. But he still, when he dress up, he put on some jeans, a little collar shirt, and his little boots. I'm like, man, what the fuck are you wearing right man, now? But he, we, he used to kill him back in the day, though, boy. Man, we was talking, <laughs> we was talking about this earlier and uh on my on my um segment of sip and smoke, man. We had uh um Steve Harvey. Mm. Shout out to Steve. Yeah, shout man, out to Steve Harvey. He came in there with some bell bottoms on, with some mm. Chelsea boots. I said, oh, mm. man, I got to wear that, man. I, you know, I hit my tailor up. 
I hit my tailor up and I'm like, bro, we got to bring this back. You know what I'm saying? But to be, it ain't even, it ain't even what you got on. It's what's in you. It's how you step. It's how you, it's how you move and maneuver. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole aesthetic of doing like, bro, you know, I smoke cigars for, 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 for the feel and the, and, and the how it make me feel, but the whole overall aesthetic, you know, I kick my leg up just to, to understand a little better. You dig? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that, that's that Let OG me hear you. in me. I can't hear you. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What you saying, that young buck? You feel yeah. me? So, uh, that's you know, that's what it is, bro. You know, I always had an eye for that. And, and even going back to, you know, my mentor, Tim Jackson, you know, I always see people. I wouldn't always necessarily tell them that I'm watching them. I would just watch them and seeing how they maneuver, seeing how they move. Even going to Texas, I was like, bro, everybody around here wear cowboy boots. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even know. down pants. Start your arching. Starts. Everything. The (laughs) shirt, too. You know what I'm saying? With the cowboy hat. You feel me? That whole vibe. And I, you know, I took a liking to all that stuff, too. But you know, if it ain't, if it ain't the Louis, if it ain't you know what I'm saying? The the red bottoms, people think, man, you ain't spend a good check up on them. And I started looking at the prices of them, them custom boots, man. Oh my God. The man, little cases. Things, man, come on, bro. Them things is up there, bro. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm big on expressing myself in many ways than just opening my mouth, man. I just want a person to feel my my presence and and and, and have a vibrant aura about myself. Where did the idea of sip and smoke come from since we're talking about it? The show. Mm-hmm. What did the well, idea come from? You know, I, I I spoke on it, you know, offline, but you know, for me as football players, but we don't we don't we don't get the opportunities as most most sports figures would get because we play in a masked um a profession. You know, right. if you don't know who uh, Odell is uh, or Tom Brady or Cam Newton or a DK Metcalf or Russell Wilson is, you know, you, you know, the natural person would be like, "Damn, like that's a big ass dude. He got to play you know, basketball or football or something like that. Right. You know, y'all play in a sport where, you know, oh, that's Matt Barnes right there. Oh, that's Jack right there. That's this, that. I seen him on the court. Da, 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 da. We got to take our helmet off to show ourselves. And now, you know, we we may, heaven forbid, if we wear a visor or whatever, people really wouldn't even know. You know right. what I'm saying? saying? Outside of the stature that you have. So there's so many different things that, that, I'm into, and I went to school, I studied sociology, got my sociology degree, and that kind of really pushed me towards finding out or, or being eager to know about people to, to talk. So as far as spitting game and, you know, putting people up on game and just talking and chatting, that's the thing that that comes to me naturally. And I just love to to, to really sit down and chop it up with a person and to have the, uh, the opportunity to get paid to do it. Mm. Oh, man. Like, that's where it came from. So, you know, I, I really love, you know, smoking cigars. I really love drinking wine. And those are the purest conversations. You know what I'm saying? When you really, you know, when a person is not checking the clock to 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 get somewhere, man, when the person has time to really dive into, man, you'll hit certain topics that you ain't even know, you know, was even a topic. Current right. events, sports, you know, it's almost like having that uh that barbershop talk, you know what I'm saying, in the essence of, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 a just a chair and a sit down. Mm-hmm. Right, we got the home stretch. Uh, before we get to these quick hitters, I always wanted to know, how long does it fucking take you to write your captions on your Instagram page? You be having man, the dots a, and the squiggles and the... It's are a, you it's guys, app, motherfucker. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't know because I looked it's one day. App, so. Bro, I looked one day. I'm like, yo, what? how the fuck does he do this shit? 
it's, it's an app, man. It's an app. It's called uh, I Post My Way, and you can download it on the Apple uh, or the uh, Android. Okay. And it allows you to create your own keyboard. So, you Yo. know, I've been getting that for years, but it's almost like, bro, I'm not changing the way I text. We don't all write the same, so why we got to text right. the same? Right. You know I really take time. Every time I see your post, I'll look at the post or whatever you got, but I want to read your caption to see if I can figure that shit out. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, how long are you taking to write this shit, bro? You know, the thing is, it started because I was... I was typing or texting a person, and then when I I didn't even know the keyboard could do these different things, and I started texting like that. It really fo- makes people focus on what you're saying. Right. It's like exactly. hold on, like what are you saying? Where are yep. you? Oh, oh, you oh. I'm um, this, that, and the third. You know that you really got to do it. You know, have a, you can't be driving while you're right. doing it. Hell no. Texas drive. You got to really focus. <laughs> Hell no. But yeah, it's a but it's an app. That's and, funny uh, as hell. Yeah. I always I always wondered that. All right, man, we on the quick hitters here. So first thing to come to mind, let us know. Uh, one moment you can relive on the football field. Super Bowl. Five favorite artists. Uh, Jay-Z, uh, Beyonce, um, uh, John Mayer, um, Whitney Houston, mm. um, and I'll say uh, William Murphy. Mm. Uh, he's a he's a gospel singer. Yep. I could do. I could have said Kirk Franklin, Donna McClurkin, yeah, uh, uh, Carr, all of them. Man, I'm 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 very in depth with with my musical genre. Man, I can yeah. I can go all day. There's some versatility in there. I'm I'm gonna ask you two questions back to back real quick. Actually, Jack, you asked this one. Go ahead. One message on a billboard for the world to see. What would it be? Protect your peace at all costs. Oh. It's simple. Protect, Protect your right. peace at all costs. That's dope. That- and, 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 and I say this: the one, the 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 one A to that is, if it costs you your sanity, it's too expensive. Straight yeah. up. All right, I'm gonna nice. ask you two questions in a row, real quick. Uh, dream guest for sip and smoke. Uh, Mike Tyson. Oh, good mm. call. Yeah, Mike's on our list too. Five dinner guests, dead or alive. Will Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, mm. um, Derek Jeter, mm. um. Uh, gotta throw Michael Jordan in there, Tiger Woods. Great. That's a dope, that's a dope five right there. Yeah, that's a greatness. Yeah. You that's a whole bunch of money at that table, too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we gotta say we gotta have a lot of vino for that and a lot that's of smoke. That's, that's a whole bunch of money on that table, boy. I tell you, you know that. What I know they got some stories that they just be like, bro, one time, bro, I had a, a what? You know what I yeah. mean? Like those folks, man, they was living. They was doing it the right way. And the I fact know. that Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter is, is 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 a legend for living in the market that he was living in and never being caught. You did. And yeah. he, he was a cold. Yeah. Oh. He was a yeah. stone cold player on and off he that diamond. A- a killer. killer. I mean, killer. a sniper with it too. I mean, he already <laughs> knew what it was. And this was pre. This was pre social media. Yeah. This was a man. This dude knew how to move and maneuver man, with the best of them. He in the Hall of Fame in both leagues. And, and a lot of those guys hang out in real life. Mm-hmm. Tiger, Derek, mm-hmm. and uh, MJ, they hang out in real life. And, and it's not by coincidence, though. Nah, you not at all. Saying? Not at all. All right, we gonna finish up with this one, bro. Who do you want to see on All the Smoke? And before you answer, you have to help us get your answer on our show. If you know the person. I'm pretty sure he do. That's probably who we're talking to. <laughs> yeah, that's probably who we're talking to. <laughs> I think, and I'm and, and this is coming from the the uh, the tutor, you know what I'm saying? The person that 
you know, has done it, is doing it. I think he could help a lot of people. Uh, Johnny Manziel. Mm. I like a good call. Johnny Manziel. I, Johnny I, I was looking at a, I was looking at a uh, a a an interview that he was doing, man, and <clears throat> I, I just think, man, the dude was a rock star. Man, wasn't he? Dude was a rock star, but I think he can help so many people by sharing his story, you know, and being on, being, giving his story to people like you, your, yourselves would, you know, open up the minds of this high school phenom that's coming into a world that he doesn't even know even exists. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Johnny Mac. Okay, man, we appreciate your time. I knew this interview, I mean, we can keep talking. I feel like this vibe yeah. is endless, but I knew My having boy. this conversation with you, man, that it would, yeah. you know, to me, I've just always been a fan of who you were on the field and then who you represented as a person. I never listened. And Jack and I both, we never listened to the bullshit because there's always misconceptions about us. So I'm glad I got mm-hmm. a chance to sit down and get to know you a little bit better today. You spent the day with us, man. So we wanted to thank you. Uh, for coming on the show. God bless. Man, Stay healthy. You already know what it is, do. man. And as I always say to end things, man, one finger, one pinky, one thumb, one love, man. Appreciate you guys, man. My you boy, already know. Yes, sir. Appreciate love it. Back. Well, that's you know a wrap. That, Jack, great show. You can catch all the smoke on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effect. We'll see y'all next week. This is All the Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.